Okay. Hello, friends out there in the, the podcast universe. This is your host, Otis, and then welcome back to another episode of 20 Minutes at the Bar, the show we prove every week we can talk about any random topic for 20 minutes. Now, I know someone out there is like, that sounds different. Yeah. So this is a quarantine episode because, honestly, just about everyone I love and care about is sick as hell right now. So uh, there was no trivia, nothing. So I am in the back room of my home. And Katie is is in quarantine because she's feeling, she's getting better now. But yeah, just about everybody I know right now is sick. So this is going to be a just me episode because I'm still feeling, feeling pretty damn good. So, you know, that's good, I guess. So I chose a topic uh this is not the poop episode um i think i'm gonna do that for next week because i don't know how long everybody's gonna feel poopy so might have to do this next week also so that's but that's fine with me but what, what episode that i usually have problems discerning and i've always had this issue with naming things or numbering things and that problem is saying what my favorite anything is because i always have some problem and i'm like well you know my favorite video game is uh actually yoshi's island super mario world 2 yoshi's island that is my favorite game of all time because it's the first game that i beat by myself and there are other games out there that i absolutely love red dead redemption 2 that is a good fucking game uh knights of the old republic i love that video game that is always on my just playlist and skyrim i love skyrim that's crazy but like like right there i said one one game is my favorite and then i tossed off four more that's kind of my problem and just like with movies that you you know when you deal with a lot of them there are things in movies that you love and things that just kind of pop up and they never go away so i sat down and i think i have made version one of my favorite movies of all time and I'm, I'm a little nervous because the second I do this I'm gonna be like oh yeah I forgot that one so this is just version one and when everyone's feeling better and we get back into trivia we'll sit down and try to do something like this but I actually had my my beautiful sick wife make a list for her so and I'm happy and she cracked it out real fast because you know She's not indecisive like me. She knows what she wants. <laughs> so I was like, hey, give me this. And she's like, okay. And did it. And I was like, cool. So I have a couple of honorable mentions. And then actually, let's do let's do Katie's first. And I got to start the timer. Even though I'll probably just talk and then just go about my life. But let's see. 20 minutes starts now. So the first one Katie put down and obvious. She's always said this is her favorite movie of all time. I don't know if she numbered them or anything like that. Actually, take it back. I'm going to go with the fifth. So, number five, that is The Holiday. And so, she says, The most perfect rom-com in existence. Jack Black can do anything 100%. It's amazing. But romancing Kate Winslet was something I would have never guessed. They're absolutely incredible together. And the added story of Arthur, the Hollywood legend, is perfect. One of the best soundtracks ever made. I've seen a bit of the holiday, but 100%. Katie said that Jack Black can do anything. Yes, he can. 
uh, he's still making music with Tenacious D to this day, and it's fucking good. Uh, I think they just came out with a, like a granola bar? Or a, uh, helps you poop. Not granola. I think granola helps. A fiber bar. Uh, I just came out with that, and I saw the video a few days ago. And I was like, they just made a fiber bar. Well, because they're older and stuff, and it was a really good video, so. So, number four, obvious. Uh, I actually had problems trying to choose my comic book movie for the list, but Katie went with Infinity War slash Endgame. That's not fair, that's two movies, but Katie would just say, I don't give a fuck. But no movie series will ever be as intertwined as the Avengers saga. 100%. That's why I have one of the Avengers movies on my list. The movie that unfolds between Infinity War with the stones and everyone's death and the eventual defeat of Thanos is incredible. I laughed, I cried, I screamed in shock, and in awe. Just amazing. So I just remember we were in a theater. A full theater. This is, you know, before COVID and stuff. And I... I know I've said this when we reviewed the movie, but the scene where everybody's fucked up when the three heavy hitters take on young Thanos and he's just waiting outside of the compound. He's like, hey, look at that. Hey, you, you brought the things to me, so I'm going to kill you. And we got, you know, Chunky Thor, uh, probably a little out of practice cap, and then, you know, thin-ass Iron Man. So these, these are heroes that have been out of practice for a bit. And they're fighting the strongest, scariest guy. And he's younger now. And he knows that he won. So it's kind of a paradoxical issue. Because there, there have been movies where someone learns that they win. Like, oh, all of this just leads to me winning. Oh, okay. And they get stronger because they know they, they know the ending. So this Thanos is like, yeah, I'm going to beat y'all ass. And then I'm going to just take over. Because I know I win. And we see them fighting and stuff, and then, you know, Thor has his sweet-ass axe, and then we see Cap's shield break, and, you know, it's, like, shattered and stuff, and then he pulls out the hammer, and I, it, it blew my mind just seeing, bleh, just him saying Avengers Assemble, and he brings the hammer back to him, because, you know, like I said, everyone had a feeling that, that Cap could wield Majolner. And, yeah, he could the whole time. He just kept it hush because it's not his weapon. And I thought that was really cool. Because if I could pick up the heavy hammer that you have to be special to do, I guess I'd keep it secret because I wouldn't want to be a douchebag to the person that owns that hammer. So, that those movies are amazing. So, obviously. Number three, Katie put down the notebook. Yeah, it's a good movie. I watched it by myself once because I was curious. Everybody was like, the notebook's great. And I watched it, and I was like, damn, this is pretty goddamn good. <laughs> but she said, the love story between young Allie and Noah reminds me of my grandparents. Her grandparents are cutie pies, so. Mostly for the era it's set in, and the pure intense love between the two people. Noah's commitment to Allie after her Alzheimer's takes over is how fiercely my grandpa loved people. So yeah, that, spoilers if you haven't seen The Notebook, but you should watch it, it's good. But yeah, at the end... You see that the old guy, he's telling a story to this old lady, and she's, like, in some kind of facility for people with issues. And you're like, oh, he's telling her this, like, love story he made up. That's really cool. And then little by little, you discover that that some bitch is telling her the story of how they met. It's them. Young them in the story. And I was like, oh, my God. And then she dies. And then he dies. <laughs> and that's the end of the movie. I was like, god damn it. I hate you so much. 
Nicholas Sparks. You go fuck yourself. Uh, but it was, it's a really good movie. So, number two, Katie put down Anchorman. Yeah, no shit. Movie's amazing. <laughs> she says, one of the funniest movies ever made. The news team has incredible comedic chemistry. The jokes are hilarious and the cameos in a brawl are perfection. Yes, the brawl is probably one of the best parts in any movie. Honestly, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna just put put it out there. The brawl when all the different news teams are getting ready to beat up Ron Burgundy, I think that is seriously some of the best cameos you could put into a movie. Yeah. Yeah, I'm gonna say that. It was really ah oh man, I've never been so happy to see all these people that I absolutely love and oh man, Spanish language news team. He came out with with a whip. <laughs> The sewers run red with burgundy's blood. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so with number one, it's no surprise. If you know Katie, if you know Sarah, uh, I think there's a few other folks that love this movie too. She picked Hook, a Peter Pan story. Yeah, with Robin Williams. The soundtrack is perfection. Yes, it is. The practical effects hold up 30 years on. The casting was a stroke of absolute genius. Dame Maggie Smith as the Elderly Wendy, fire. Robin Williams as the adult Peter Pan who has to relearn how to be Peter Pan, incredible. Dustin Hoffman as Captain Hook, Oscar worthy. Julia Roberts, Bob Hoskins, Dante Bosco, just incredible. Yeah, if you know Katie, she talks about this movie all the time. It has all of her favorite people. And it's a really cool idea that what if Peter Pan got lost in the sauce and was like and followed Wendy home because that's the whole thing is him saying like fuck being an adult adult stupid oh shit you're pretty and Wendy's like well I'm going back home to go to school and you know do taxes and Peter's like maybe I'll stay for a little bit and learn about taxes and he sees them boobies and he's like oh shit and then he's you know he grows up because you know the right person dragged him away from his life of being a a crude little pirate so and i thought that was cool and he goes back and everybody's like oh god you grew up peter he's like oh shit so he's gotta learn how to be the person he was supposed to be and i think that's a really cool idea good job katie dude those five were fucking great so you know me i don't do things the right way i do it very complicated and i actually did 10 movies but that's me so, some of my honorable mentions is, like I said, as I was sitting here, more movies popped in my head. So, you know, that's that's life for me. So, one of my honorable mentions is the Zadoichi series. If you know me, I love me some Zadoichi. It's a, a blind masseuse way back in the, I want to say the Edo period of time. And being a masseuse was a low-level job. And if you were blind, there weren't that many jobs you could do. And so, he is the perfect situation he's blind so no one's like oh he can't do shit he's blind and he's masseuse so he's like oh this dude's useless because being a masseuse was made for like invalids or just i think women too which back in the day if you're a woman you kind of made to be kind of useless and we meet this guy and lo and behold he is a master swordsman and he is always just in the way bad people pop up and he's like, I don't want any trouble. He's like Jackie Chan, honestly. He's like, I don't want to fight. But people mess with him. And he's like, well, time to cut this whole room up with my sword that's tr- that's hidden in this cane. 
and I love those movies. He made like, I want to say 30 movies, and they're all amazing. I have the collection. One of these months, we're going to do it, so. The Godzilla series. No fucking shit. If you know me, you know I love me some Godzilla. Uh, Godzilla should be a female, but let's not get into that. But yeah, Godzilla's awesome. Mystery Science Theater 3000. Technically, you could say these are TV shows, but they are movies. They are watching the movie. They cut out maybe 30 minutes of every movie they watch. But the episodes, quotation mark, are like an hour and a half. So, and they're amazing. I love people making fun of shitty science fiction and horror. It's some of the best. <laughs> and then my last honorable mention, Jesus, I'm still on honorable mentions. Jesus, Otis. It's on Bark. It, this movie got everybody into Muay Thai. And everybody was fucking hype about it. I show this movie to everybody that doesn't know a lot about Muay Thai and just, you know, watched him just elbow people on top of their head. It's awesome. So, so number 10, that movie is Grindhouse. So it's the double feature. So we get Planetaire, the one with the zombies, and then Death Proof, the one with the femme fatales, the two sets of women, and they're taking on Kurt Russell and he's trying to kill him. I remember being in the theater with Terrell and Steve and everybody and we watched this and I was absolutely enamored with this movie. Bought it on DVD three times because kept getting stolen and it's awesome and it had trailers they uh, machete that was a trailer in the background of the fucking movies and they made it into a real movie so it it's a really good series so check out grindhouse if you get a chance obviously evil dead 2 that's my number nine you know me i love this movie i quote it all the time like i said he makes the sawn off shotgun with his chainsaw hand that sentence should not be said but I say it because it makes me happy. So my comic book movie that I picked was actually the first Avengers movie. And the way I felt leaving the theater, I don't think I've ever felt it again. I did feel it uh, watching Guardians of the Galaxy and Black Panther. Because those movies, they were so different. And I just didn't think that I would... I don't know. It, it's hard to describe... But the first Avengers movie, especially at the end, when the group finally gets their shit together, and Cap's telling everybody what they need to do. He's like, okay, Thor, I need you by the portal, zapping everything that comes in. And Hawkeye, I need you on these buildings, shooting arrows at anything that gets close. And he's telling everybody, and he looks at Hulk, and he's like, Hulk. And Hulk turns, he's like, what? And he's just, smash. And that theater, we lost our shit. And I lost my shit personally. I was like, oh, oh, he said it. And I, it blew my mind. It absolutely blew my mind that they added that line in. And that's Joss Whedon, man. I love me some Joss Whedon. Woo! But the first Avengers movie, I've never felt that fully. Uh, obviously, with Infinity War. <laughs> when the motherfucker said Avengers Assemble, I foamed at the mouth, you know? <laughs> so... Number seven, that is Drunken Master. We just reviewed that a little bit ago. It's one of my absolute favorite Jackie Chan films. Um, yeah, it's, it's fucking good. The fighting, and I love Drunken Master. The drunken style, it's really good. A terrible style if, you know, you're not an alcoholic. But the movie is fucking good. The fighting in it, the comedy, his stepmom, Anita Mui, I believe is her name. She is an amazing actress, and so that whole movie... Makes me smile every time I watch it. Number six. Hey, it's the one of the f 
Well, it's the second horror horror movie on this list, and actually, it's kind of horror action. But I went with Aliens. So Alien Two, which is Aliens, it's the sequel that is an absolute banger of an action film. So Ripley, after surviving the terror of having an alien on her ship, wakes up, and decades have gone by, and the people back home are like, "Hey, so what happened on that ship?" And she's like, hey, man, this freaky-deaky alien was there. We need to get the fuck out of here. And they're like, hey, we found that planet you were on, or where it all came from. And she's like, you should nuke that planet. Don't go to that planet. Yeah, we're going to go to that planet. Oh, no, aliens are in our faces. She's like, god damn it. And so Ripley has to fight for her life and the life of a little girl. And... You know, the lions stay away from her, you bitch, as she hops into a giant robot to fight a giant alien queen. I I remember being a kid, smiling, seeing Ripley just be a badass. Strong women, man. They make me happy. <laughs> so, number five. This movie called The Professional. I have not shown Katie this movie yet, and we're going to watch it one day. It is... An amazing film, Natalie Portman, young Natalie Portman, and my boy Jean Reno. And he, it, it honestly, if you've seen Logan, you've seen The Professional. Honestly, honestly. Uh, he's a hitman that gets a, a, a girl because her family gets blown away and she sneaks to his apartment. And so he's got a hard, rough exterior, but then she breaks it down because she's a cute little girl. And then he starts to care, you know, just like Ice-T and, <laughs> and Rick and Morty. I care now. I care. And then it's all the things that come with being the survivor of a mob hit. And so he has to save her from bad guys, even though he's kind of a bad guy. It's cute stuff. So the professional, damn good movie. So the... And it could... This actually, this movie could change because... Obviously, I was going to have a Star Wars movie on this list. I So, gut, gut shot, I wrote Empire Strikes Back. Though that could change and be Rogue One. I loved Rogue One. I love a good heist movie. So, But I went with Empire Strikes Back. I remember being a kid and watching this movie and kind of getting my mind blown because it doesn't end good. Luke finds out that the bad guy that kind of helped ruin his life is his dad and he's like oh shit and han gets captured and he get and luke gets his hand cut off everything goes wrong for the groups and at the end they're like i don't know what we're gonna do next he's like shit and then the music starts and vader's like hey 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 i kicked his ass and it's, i've never been so down after a movie but it's still a fucking good movie so Empire Strikes Back. Watch that one. It's depressing. So, um, I know Kevin Smith has said he loves that one. A lot of directors have said that they love Empire Strikes Back because it ain't happy. So, number three on my list. I have talked about this movie forever, and I'm going to review it one day. That is Ferris Bueller's Day Off. My, one of my absolute favorite movies when I was a kid. I remember I went to a, uh, yard sale and bought this movie on VHS from this nice old lady down the street and I bought a golf club <laughs> so I had a golf club three golf balls and I bought Ferris Bueller's Day Off didn't know anything about the movie and I sat and watched it and I love this movie I 
haven't seen it in years, but I could probably still quote 85% of it just off the top of my head. Uh, especially the call between Cameron or George. This is George Peterson and you know Principal Rooney. I think she'll be sorry for Christ's sake. <laughs> Family member dies and you insult me. What the hell is the matter with you anyway? I love Ferris Bueller's Day Off. This is one of the best movies in the world, man. It's it's just a story of a really lucky kid, uh, Matthew Broderick, and he decides he doesn't want to go to school one day. And the principal absolutely hates this kid, and he is trying his best to find out if he's actually lying about being sick. And it's funny. So many funny people in the movie. Young people. You've got a druggy Charlie Sheen. But no, it's fun. Ferris Bueller's Day Off if you've never seen it. Number two on my list is The Thing. No shit. It's a great movie. Practical effects. Scary as fuck. Gross as fuck. If you haven't seen it, a group in the Antarctic, I believe, they discovered that one of them, somebody in the group, is a thing. An alien. Some type of being that all it wants to do is sit quietly long enough and assimilate everybody. <laughs> Isn't that fucking scary? And one of the best scenes ever is when Kurt Russell, crazy old Kurt Russell with the flamethrower and crazy beard, is like, we're going to do a test to find out who the fuck is the alien. And it's the most tense, scary stuff you'll ever see. The thing, watch the movie. It's really good. And it has those, it has like a question mark ending. You don't know if they actually win. And I thought that was really cool in a movie. When I was a kid watching it, I was like, holy shit, that dude's chest opened up like teeth and bit Wilford Brimley's arms off. Holy shit, you know? You don't see that kind of shit. So, The Thing, it's money. And my number one movie, for now, I guess, is Kill Bill. So, I guess Kill Bill 1 and 2. I remember uh, the year it came out. I don't even know what year it came out. I was in high school. And... Steve and I, because we went to the same school, actually everybody I talked to, we all went to the same school, we went on a band trip to San Diego. And while I was in San Diego, I see this movie for sale. So I think it just came out on DVD. And I was like, Kill Bill? And it's Quentin Tarantino film, and boy howdy. Like I said, it has everything I love. Got sword fighting, great music, strong females, good and bad. There's only two guys that are in the main in the main cast. It's all women just fighting each other. Awesome dialogue. It, it's it looks amazing. And so if you don't know anything about Kill Bill, the main character her name is the bride until you find out her real name in the second film. But at her wedding day, she gets jumped by her ex boyfriend and his group of female assassins. <laughs> and they beat the shit out of her, and he actually shoots her in the head. Unfortunately, she did not die, and wakes up from her coma, and discovers that she lost her baby. So she goes on a tear, destroying everybody involved, with her losing her kid, and her husband, and it's a really good story about revenge. And somebody that gives no fuck about what's in their way. And that's that's honestly what the bride's MO is. She's like, I don't give a shit. If you were born when this happened, born after, if you didn't know your your mom was bad, she had it coming. And, you know, they're talking about making a third one. Give it to me. Stick it to my veins. So, 
that's my list right now. This could easily change. I I know like two or three more movies I could switch in. I ain't talking about Detective Pikachu. That movie was fucking great. The first Sonic movie was good. That's what I'm saying, y'all. I like movies a lot, and this list is already changing in my head. So, but until I do a, a volume two of this, a part two. Yeah, if you have any other cool fun facts or or like, hey Otis, why did you talk about Run Lola Run? You love that movie. Yes, I do. And it's a really good ass movie. Or what about Memento? That one with with Guy Pierce when he can't remember anything after five minutes, trying to find his wife's killer. I know, I know, I know. That's what I'm saying. It, five more movies have popped in my head. But you can tweet us at Allentown Pod. If you have any cool anything else to say, you can email us at AllentownPresents at gmail.com. Uh, we do have a Facebook, but that's gonna go away soon, I think. Uh, but it's Allentown Presents. So, like always, thank you so much for listening. See you soon, Space Cowboy. I'm trying to stay clean, buddy. <laughs> but everybody's sick, bro. I'm trying my best. And we'll see you next week. Okay, bye, guys. Nerd, nerd.